This is Andy Peroff, Boxing Social, and I'm glad to be joined by heavyweight Eric Molina out here in Saudi Arabia. Eric, how are you doing? feel great. We're doing good. Settled in. It's our second day here, so everything going perfectly. It's good to hear. Talk to me about how your time in Saudi Arabia so far. What have you been up to? Absolutely amazing. We've been here about 48 hours, and uh, nothing like I expected is very welcoming. The food, the people, uh, the atmosphere, electric, and... Uh, we just having a we're having a really good time so far. The heavyweight division is stacked at the moment, and once again you enter on Saturday night against Filip Hergovic, a man who's got a lot of expectation on his shoulders. What's your thoughts on Filip? Um, I think that uh, th this fight right here, we're able to to uh, train and to uh, get a game plan together, and I think that on Saturday if we exploit it, we're we're, we're looking to exploit uh, his inexperience, and we're looking to. Uh, to, be, to come out victorious, to come out, uh, we trained and uh, we're ready to execute. So talk about the fight itself, how do you expect it to play out when you're both in the ring? Um, I just, uh, we have our game plan, we've done it, we've done many rounds. Uh, you know, I think that it's gonna, it, it, the fight's gonna play out exactly like we have uh, pictured it, like we've prepared for, and I think that we're gonna be victorious Saturday. Obviously, been around for a long time now. What is your ambition? Where's your motivation come from? What are you looking to still achieve in the sport? I've been boxing now. This is my 12th year as a professional, and uh, this is a big fight for me because uh, I want to see if I can still do it. You know, there's one thing I told myself in this fight coming back is that I know that you guys are trying to figure out a lot of things about my opponent, but for me, this is about me. I want to see if I can still compete at this highest level through my training camp, through my preparation. Everything has shown me that I can. So I'm just waiting for the final result on Saturday to, to, uh, to go out and execute everything we've been uh, practicing and, and go to work. There's obviously a number of other heavyweights on the card. If there's any other heavyweights on the card, who do you feel like you could maybe continue to compete against? I'm not really thinking about anything after December 7th. We're locked, at, we're locked in and focused on, on Hergovic December 7th. And, I'll be honest, I haven't even thought of a day after December 7th. Before I do, obviously, let you move on, because I know you're a busy man and there's a lot of people hanging around. What are your thoughts on the headline fight, Ruiz Joshua 2? I think it's a great fight just to be out here in Saudi Arabia and to be part of this event. This is a historic event. It's a historic fight. And uh, I, I, in my personal opinion, I say, I say Reese takes it. How do you expect it to play out when they're both in the ring? Do you expect it to be similar to the first bout? Um... I think there's going to be some different things that are going to be brought to the table by both fighters, but I think eventually it'll, it'll play itself out to the same result. Well, Eric, Eric Molina, I appreciate it, Tom. I'll let you shoot off now. Thanks, speak to myself on Boxing Social. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Ruiz Jr. versus Joshua 2, brought to you by Beats by Dr. Dre. Today you've been at an orphanage meeting the local kids and donating some goods, all part of being the heavyweight champion. Just uh, talk us through the experience so far. You know what, it's, it's been beautiful, man. Um, well, we're right here to the or orphanage and went to talk to the kids and all that, give them some goods and just a big experience. You know, I just want to motivate the kids and show them that we're here to support and try to give them some motivation. I can't think of anything more intimidating than the heavyweight champion of the world coming into my classroom with all these belts, but you seemed, uh, seemed pretty well received. Of course, man. You know, I'm just trying to give a good positive energy and just showing off the belts and just giving out a good message. You seem extremely comfortable, extremely relaxed. How have you found uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Diria and Riyadh so far? It's been really beautiful, you know. We're just focused. We're, we're ready for December 7th, you know. We got, I know we've got a little bit, a lot of pressure, but you know what, well, we're ready and 
I know I'm, uh, we're going to make history December 7th. Had a lot of commitments, but behind closed doors are you and your trainer Manny Robles uh, working hard and finalizing the game plan. Is that all in your minds now? Of course, you know, right now it's just visualizing the whole fight and preparing whatever we got to do December 7th. I know AJ's coming with the big um, plan and A game, so it's my job to stop it. So, you know, best man wins. I still respect the man and, you know, it's just my job to win. As you stand here now, though, do you still feel like we're a challenger mentality? Obviously, you're defending your belts this time. Maybe there's a little bit more pressure on your shoulders. Maybe there's not. How do you feel? Um, no, you know what? Um, in my mind, I already won. You know, I accomplished my dreams, what I wanted to do in life. And you know what? The main thing right now is just to hold the belts, to keep having the belts and, and win. You know, I got to keep winning to this day. So I know he's going to bring a, a hard A game, but you know what? We're ready for that. You've got a media schedule ahead for the rest of the week. Um, at what point will you switch on? Will that, that switch flick inside your head and it'll be fight time? You know what? Since I've been here, it's already been switched on. You know, I'm ready to go, ready to rock and roll. So the main thing is just got to stay focused, stay disciplined, and remember what we got to do. Look forward to spending your time with you uh, this week. But at, at this early stage, do you believe that you uh, retain your titles, retain your titles by knockout here in the desert? Um, you know what? I never predict a knockdown, but if a knockout comes, it comes. And if it doesn't, then, you know, we're, we're for sure going to try to win and keep these titles. Good to see you out here, and we'll catch up with you throughout the week. Thank you. Thank you. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV and Association yeah. MTK Global. We're in Saudi Arabia, joined by Eric Molina. Uh, how have you found the Saudi experience so far, Eric? So far, we've been here about 48 hours. Everything has been amazing. Beautiful people, beautiful culture. And uh, we're just extremely excited to be here. Filip Hergovic is considered a, a beast, uh, going to be a future world champion. That's what everyone's saying. What do you make of him as a fighter, Eric? Well, you know what? I'll be honest with you guys. I've been called by Hergovic. I've been called to fight Joe Joyce. Daniel Dubai along with other ones so in my opinion you ask me which one I want to fight I love the fight with Hergovic you know if you ask me to rank him up all these new uh, prospects to me bring him bring him to me first and uh, I'm excited about the fight I think he makes a lot of mistakes I think that uh, eventually he's got to fight somebody that's gonna make him that's gonna make him hurt in the ring and I think that that's me. I think that I'm going to come in, I'm going to put him in some situations that he's going to have to think about, oh, dang, that's what, it feels, that's what a heavyweight punch feels like. I feel like I'm strong enough, we've trained hard enough, and I'm ready to put him in that spot that he's never been in. He's got a good amateur pedigree, but uh, as a pro, relatively little experience, Filip Hergovic. Do you think he's made a mistake taking you on? You are very experienced in the pro ranks. I, I, I do bring a lot of experience, but I, I don't care what opponent you've seen him fight. He's never fought a dangerous puncher like me. So we're going to find out a lot of things on Saturday. But mainly we're going to find out if I can still pull the trigger. I feel like my, my training has went well. We see a lot of flaws in, in uh, Hergovic. We put together a game plan, and now it's time to execute on Saturday. To be fair, you've been in with some fierce punchers, uh, Deontay Wilder and Joshua, and they've hit you. You've got up as well. Um, but I'm sure, Philip, you're going to be, you know, as you said, he's relatively inexperienced in the pro ranks, but I'm sure you're still wary of what you've seen of him so far. Right, absolutely. I mean, we've, we've studied his tape, and uh, he's a very, very strong guy. He's a very big guy, but in the heavyweight division, they all are. 
There's nobody at the top that you can say, hey, he's not strong. Now They're all strong. They're all big. So this is nothing new for me. And uh, it's time for me to use my experience and, and go in there and, and uh, exploit, exploit his weaknesses. What does a win against Filip Hergovic do for Eric Molina? For me, a win or a loss doesn't change nothing. I say to all the media here, I've been a public servant for the last 10 years of my life. I've been an educator for eight of those years, working with special needs kids. So um, win or lose, I wake up, I go to work on Monday, and my life has never changed, and nor will it ever change. I love what I do. Um, boxing is my passion, and, and uh, sun comes up, and it sets the same way every day. Can I ask you straight up, who hits harder, Wilder or Joshua? I have to say that Wilder is like I say this on my social media, is that you could take Wilder to a zoo, and there's not an animal he won't knock out. Wilder, Wilder will knock out anybody, and until you see him not do that, you have to assume that he will. I, I, I say that Wilder defeats Anthony Joshua between three to five rounds. AJ style for me brings problems, but it won't bring no problems for Wilder. I, I'd have to say that Wilder, until he shows that he can't turn somebody's lights off at any given moment of any given round of any given fight, you have to assume that he can do that. Do you expect your, your fellow countryman and Andy Ruiz to beat Anthony Joshua again this Saturday night? I think that, that uh, Ruiz comes out victorious again. I think some things from AJ's camp are going to uh, gonna get tweaked. But I think ultimately the, the, the same result from the first fight will eventually happen maybe just a little bit later in the fight. Hey, Eric Molina, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV and Saudi Arabia. Best of luck against Filip Pergovic on Saturday, all right? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour, February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, Gold Star Promotions, the host of UK. When the big boys get moving fast, you get a lot of knockouts. Ultimate boxer heavyweight. He's just going to be swinging bombs from the ceiling. Swing around of our house. This is Ultimate Boxer. Hey Fight Fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps and I'm joined now with Eddie Hearn. Eddie, it's nice to see you here in Saudi Arabia. Pleased to see you in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> How's your experience been so far? It's been it's been really good actually. The today? We got here about two o'clock this morning okay. and the hospitality was actually quite great. Everyone's been very helpful. Um, a lot of the local citizens, not everybody speaks English, but they're they're I did. I know, I know, right? How spoiled are we to assume everyone should speak English? Um, but no, it's been actually really nice, and I've been—I walked around town today and and got coffee and lunch and whatnot, and yeah, revolutionary. Yeah, without a headscarf. Wow! I told you, I was just telling you off camera. I won't tell you who, but someone messaged me today, and they're like, "Is it true that they take your phones off you when you enter the country and mm -hmm. delete all your?" Me I'm like, "What planet are you living on? And we're in a mall." Yeah. I mean, we've just, what have we got in here? Gucci, mm -hmm. Chloe, Cavalli, Louis Vuitton. Like, yes, this I is know. like, this, it's this Beverly Hills. Starbucks here as well. <laughs> it's like, I know, but it's, look, I'm not saying every country's perfect, and I'm not saying that Saudi's perfect, but like, until you come here and visit it, the amount of people that are coming to me tonight are going, oh, it's actually, it's all right here, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. like, yeah, but you see it for yourself, experience it for yourself, so. Well, anyway. arriving here, I had my reservations. I showed up with my headscarf on and, you know, my abaya. And I, I didn't want... You're getting into it, though, aren't you? Like, I saw you just put it on a minute ago. Yeah. You're like, you know... <laughs>
So. I am. I actually, I quite like it. I think it's yeah. cute. But I think, listen, respecting all cultures is, is important. Yeah. It's a bit like, you know, with alcohol. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, I mean, it's a joke. You can't drink any alcohol. It's like, no, no, that's the culture. That's the religion. Yeah, yeah. So I said, why don't we spin it as a positive? This week, I'm not going to touch a drop of alcohol and I'm going to go to the gym every day. Yeah, Let's yeah. have a healthy week. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, yeah. I think that's nice, your outfit. Yeah, I think it's nice you. to dress up like that and respect the culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? I had a lot of compliments, actually. People were, were saying that you didn't have to respect their culture, but I you're like, doing it. They like that. Yeah, like, they do. It's not like if you don't, they start moaning. Yeah, but I think yeah, yeah. if you do it, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, when I wear my um, Union Jack pants back home, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, that, I don't that, even know what that, that is. That lost you because pants is trousers, <laughs> so I was too... Yeah, don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> You know, I, I, did, I wanted to ask you, Ed, because I know, I know you've been around doing interviews all day, and so I'm just going to harass you tomorrow, rather. Um, but I wanted to ask you about the rumors from, if Anthony Joshua is from, injured. From Phil DJ and World Boxing News. Yes. The, the same guy who said that Joey Dueco cleaned him out in sparring. Nice here. So this morning, there was a big story in the Daily Mail, which says, Joshua, electric in sparring, knocking everyone out, sending sparring partners home. And then tonight there was one in on World Boxing News who says Joshua hurting camp and like I mean it's not even worth answering but the truth is he's had a great camp uh, he's much more focused than last time he sparred really well the difference in this camp is his sparring has been world world class yeah. like he has had top top guys Andrew Tabiti Tyrone Spong um, Bryant Jennings Chisora like top sparring they've consistently put pressure on him. He hasn't been hurt, he hasn't been ill, he hasn't been injured, but he's good to go. So no, it's a negative, it's a negative, it's yeah. absolutely not true. So, Phil DJ, <laughs> sorry mate, I don't know whether he's like doing it deliberately to try and like, well, I don't know. Look, it got everyone talking because I had three people yeah. WhatsApp me going, is the fight off? And I'm like, no, no, no. I just interviewed him. Like, if, it, if he loses, then I'm just going to go back to it and say, <laughs> that Phil DJ, you know, I couldn't say anything, but he had a point. But yeah. I'd like to have an excuse, but no, all pressure on Saturday to perform. Okay. Well, we cleared the air there, guys. There's absolutely no truth to it. Well, thank you so much. I'll stalk you tomorrow, okay? Yes. Cool? All right. Cool. All right. See you then. Right. Bye. Hey, Fight fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and hit the bell button so that every time we upload a new video, you get an alert so that you don't miss out. Gold Star Promotions is proud to present Floyd Money Mayweather. The man himself is coming to the UK for his UK tour. February and March 2020. For all info and tickets, GoldstarPromotions.co.uk. When the big boys get moving fast, you get a lot of knockouts. Ultimate boxer heavyweights. He's just going to be swinging bombs from the ceiling. Two swinging rounds of all hell. This is Ultimate Boxer. Hey, Fight fans, it's Michelle Joy Phelps, and I'm joined now with Michael Hunter here in Saudi Arabia. First and foremost, I have to ask you, what's your experience been like thus far? Uh, it's been a beautiful experience. Uh, the the um, culture and the um, hospitality is unbelievable. You know, um, we tend to you know have different you know views and um, thoughts about you know what it's going to be like and stuff like that. But uh, they've broken all of that um, here. You know, in the last couple of days, so. Uh, like I said, I haven't been around too much, but just being around the people and, um, you know, being, I, I was able to, you know, go to the masjid and pray and stuff like that. It, it, it was just such a beautiful experience. So. But also be able to partake in history right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, 
you know, we're over here. I don't know how many fights they've had out here, but this is going to be definitely the biggest one maybe in, a, for the, in the last decade, in the next decade. So um, we can't – I'm so excited to be here. I'm the co-feature. You know, I get to bubble up everything and, and make it as big as possible. And um, I'm, like I said, I'm looking to steal the show. So. How do you handle nerves? A lot of people say that it's no big deal to them. Other people say that they, they actually use the adrenaline to their advantage. Knowing that so many people are going to be tuning in on Saturday night, how do you feel about it? I meditate. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, like and eat my vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I'm a fighter. I've been here, I've been fighting a long time. And, uh, you know, it's always good to also have a great team around you. Uh, you know, to, you know, encourage you and keep you straight, you know what I'm saying, making sure everything is, is perfect and right where it needs to be. So I, I would definitely have to put uh, my team as one of my biggest uh, attributes is, you know, staying cool, calm, and collected. Um, I'm kind of like that by nature. I like to enjoy and watch the fights. I usually try to, you know, go in and watch the fights and chill out and hang out. You know, I don't like to be in the back all, you know, everybody else is all nervous and stuff like that. But yeah. You know, I, I just here focused and, um, you know, enjoying the time that we're here. Let's talk a bit about Alexander Povetkin. Um, good fighter coming off of a, a pretty, you know, impressive win. There's a bit of, of a, sh I want to say, a dark cloud that sort of looms over him because he's failed drug tests in the past. Going into this fight, what did you guys do to ensure that we don't have a repeat? Well, we've definitely got VADA testing uh, for this fight. Um, you know, uh, the uh, doping, that playing that game is always, they're always battling in itself. You know, uh, Vada's always trying to get better at, you know, um, finding these guys. And, and the cheaters are always trying to find new ways to cheat. So, uh, you know, you never really know uh, the situation, but I really believe in Vada and, um, you know, in their, in their strength and their power. Um, you know, we probably have a, we have a couple more tests to take. And um, hopefully, you know, uh, nothing nothing goes wrong. But um, yeah, I would definitely say he definitely has a dark cloud over him. Uh, he's been caught numerous times. Um, but I'm just here to do my job. I really, I really can't say if he's cheating or not. Um, regardless, I'm I'm here to win. Yeah. So, cheater or not, I'm, I'm here to stop him. Now, since moving up from cruiserweight, you've had um, six successful. Uh, wins at heavyweight. We also have you being trained by none other than Haseem Rockman. Can we talk a bit about that? The 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 vibe between you two, the relationship. Yeah, it's family. We got like a family. I mean, it's like our whole families are just tight. So, from the brothers to the sons to the the the, the mom to everybody, it's like we just a unit. So it, it's it's deeper than boxing. Like I really care about this guy. Yeah. You know, and he he can attest that. Whatever he wanted from me before we even got hooked up as um, fighter and trainer, I was there. And if I ever needed him or my son needed him, he was there. So it's like it's like a family. Now you've def this. This is a fun fact. You've defeated 90% of the world champions today that are in heavyweight. Now you have beats uh, in the amateurs. Do you want to come on and t kind of talk a bit about that? Because that's something I didn't know until just not long ago. Um. You know, that's like, you know, something I talk about amongst my, you know, my close loved ones. But um, I've, I've spoke about it in the past that all the fighters, you know, know me and know who I am. And I didn't been in the ring with them, whether it was in fighting and sparring 
And, um, you know, eventually, I obviously, is going to come out more and more. Um, and they'll see me uh, perform at my best. So, you know, it's just something, you know, is there. You know, I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm a heavyweight, regardless of what they say. Make you much more confident when you made the move up, knowing that you've already sort of been in the ring with these guys. You kind of know what to expect. Although I understand that the amateurs are obviously a bit different, but nonetheless, you you kind of know what to expect from each of the fighters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and you know to have those, um, you know, to have to be able to look them in their eyes and they know me and I know them and we know what happened <laughs> is also is a very good feeling. You know. Um, it's, it's like I already have a, a, a little a win over them, you know what I'm saying? So, well, I do, but, um, so, you know, only time could tell. And uh, Saturday night, what is it going to feel like for you to be representing Las Vegas here in Saudi Arabia as the world's watching? Um, it's going to be fireworks, you know, it's fireworks in Saudi. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking to fit, uh, steal the show, you know, um, I always compete with everybody on the card. I look at, you know, everybody on the card um, before, you know, I fight and, and, you know, do my homework and research and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, I'm looking to f perform at my best. And um, nonetheless, um, you know, I'm the co-feature. So, uh, you know, that's that's already letting me know that what position I, 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 um, I'm, I own yeah. and um, my responsibility of, um, you know, pumping the card up. But uh, I hope to steal the show. That's my, my ultimate goal. Well, thank you so much for your time. I wish you nothing but the best on Saturday night. Any final words? No. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you made it. Oh, yes, yes. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Bye, Fight Fans. Hey, Fight Fans. It's Michelle Joy Phelps. If you haven't already subscribed to my YouTube channel, make sure you go ahead and do so by clicking the icon right here and hit the bell button so that every time we upload a new video, you get an alert so that you don't miss out. This is Omar Ahmed for IFL TV and Associates for MTK Global. Feels like it wasn't that long ago in Vegas. Well, it wasn't that long ago. Uh, yeah, reflections now that uh, the sort of the dust has settled and Wilder's knockout of Ortiz. Yeah, fantastic, wasn't it? It was a great week. Uh, Deontay was on terrific form. Uh, really good working with his team and, and also Luis Ortiz. Um, reflections. Um, blink and you missed it. Um, you know, Deontay carries power from the first minute of the first round to the last minute of the last. You know, Tyson Fury found that out late on in their fight. Um, Matt had him six down at uh, the halfway stage. We literally put the mics down, turned to each other and said, we we've, got, we've got quite a 2019 going on here, you know, after Andy Ruiz had upset uh, AJ in the garden. And then uh, it looked like Luis Ortiz was going to box his way to victory. But you never know with Deontay. He told us it will be uh, brutal, it will be quick. And it was, um, you know, is there a, a bigger single puncher in... Uh, in world boxing that we've seen over the last few years, I'm not sure. Um, you sort of go back, obviously, in heavyweight boxing to through the years, the likes of Joe Lewis, obviously, and in more recent times, Ernie Shavers, Sonny Liston, um, moving on, possibly Mike Tyson. Uh, certainly in his early in his early days, especially. Um, but you know, Lennox Lewis could punch really hard, so could Riddick Bowe. Evander Holyfield was more about a warrior's heart. The Klitschko's were strong punches, especially Vitali. 
Um, and obviously AJ can can punch. We all know that. But as a single shot, I think you've got to say Wilder is uh, is right up there with uh, anyone that's laced them up. And uh, it's difficult to compare through eras. But he reminds me a little bit of Tommy Hearns, who was my hero, and his languid, loose style and how he can can get the power in. Ben Davidson said to me he thinks it may be to do with the density of bones in his wrist. And uh, you know, it was it was. Uh, it was quite incredible when it happened. Um, so yeah, um, I saw Luis Ortiz the next morning, felt really sorry for him. He'd boxed really well for six rounds, but that's what you get with Deontay. So, you know, Tyson Fury's gonna have to box 12 perfect rounds to, to win. He can do that, but uh, Deontay's always got the chance of pulling out that equalizer and it's an incredible weapon to have. Well, the time before that uh, Deontay pulled that equalizer out, obviously it was uh, Joshua Ruiz won after that and, and, and he admitted that Wilder's knockout of Brazil was on his mind, but this time we're in Saudi Arabia. It's just about Andy Ruiz, isn't it? Of course it is. You know, um, before I think he, I don't believe the conspiracy theories. I think Camp had gone well. I think, you know, he was beaten on the night by the better guy, ultimately, uh, Anthony, and he had to come to terms with that. But yes, I think he was probably um, mildly distracted with the fact that, you know, Deontay Wilder two weeks earlier across the Brooklyn Bridge had, had you know, destroyed um, Dominic Brazil and there was pressure on, on Anthony and a lot of the, the fighters meetings we had with him beforehand were about Deontay Wilder and about the future so there could have been something about that. Um, listen, since that moment in, in, in early June he's had to think about what he's going to do to try and exact revenge, to try and get it right this time. It's a massive fight for Anthony Joshua, arguably the, the biggest of his life. Um, of course Klitschko was huge. And, a, and an incredible uh, moment at Wembley and, and, and in many ways probably the peak of AJ's career so far. But I think this is uh, more important because uh, he needs to win this to obviously A, regain the heavyweight titles, B, regain a bit of the, the boxing image and C, take British heavyweight boxing forward. Um, if he doesn't win and he, he gets stopped again, then obviously, you know, there will be question marks. It's not the end of his career. He says he wants to fight on for a number of years, but it's a, it's a huge moment for him. And I think, yeah, it's all about Andy Ruiz, all about how he's gone about camp psychologically, mentally so important and physically, you know, what sort of shape will come in. And I know the weights have gone and, and boxing has been the, the, uh, the, the catchphrase, really. He's had a lot of different sparring partners there. They're a real group. I think he's, he's taken a lot from what Vladimir Klitschko did over the years. And um, it'll be very interesting to see what sort of performance he puts on. He said to the Telegraph recently, when I win on Saturday night, F everybody. What do you make of his mentality going into this rematch? He said F, F everybody, he said bow to my feet. You know, this is, this is an angry uh, Anthony Joshua. This is a, an Anthony Joshua who's got a point to prove. And we haven't really seen that. And we haven't needed to see that because, OK, he hasn't didn't sail through Vladimir Klitschko, but he's, he's, he's had pretty much everything his own way in terms of, of, of fights. You know, Dillian hit him and hurt him, Povetkin, first couple of rounds. And obviously Klitschko was a, a battle royale. But then, you know, it, he dealt with it on the night and got through it. He hasn't had to deal with a situation like this where he was um, exposed, where he was um, beaten up um, after having Andy Ruiz in a lot of trouble. You know, he walked into a punch and after that he... You know, he fell apart over a number of rounds and I, I still think he showed enormous heart to keep getting up. But it was obviously a, a terrible night for, for Anthony Joshua. And, and, you know, he's had to dust himself down. I think it took a number of weeks for it to really sink in. Um, and he's been, you know, he's been training bolted away in Sheffield, you know, keeping the media away. Obviously, there was that one day, but, you know, he's been concentrating on what he needs to do. And um, it's not surprising that there's some real 
There's some real hard language coming out from him because it's, uh, it's, 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 it's an absolute fight and it's a fight that, in his mind, he has to win to, uh, to right the wrong. But, of course, let's not just talk about Anthony Joshua. Andy Ruiz has become world heavyweight champion. He's had longer to prepare. You know, he's here to retain his titles and to go on to huge fights with Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury himself. So, you know, it's all well looking at Anthony Joshua and everything that he's done right, I'm sure, in training. I'm sure the mind is fresh. I'm sure physically he's absolutely spot on. But what will Andy Ruiz bring to the table? He's done it once. He will believe he can do it again, and maybe even more dramatically. So um, that's the, the fascination with this. Andy Ruiz, in terms of his mentality, he said there's no extra pressure going into this rematch. Do you truly believe that? It's a difficult one because, you know, Andy, there was no pressure going into the first fight. Um, Andy played the nice guy all week, you know. This time, if you think back on the Monday to New York, he was, he, I remember he came up to me and he said, where's AJ? I want to give him a high five. I love AJ. Then it was the belts and all that. Listen, he's a nice guy out of the ring, but obviously he, he partly fooled us too. And, and as soon as that, that bell went, the switch went, you know, he, he went back to being the fighter he's always been since the age of six. He's a natural fighter, Andy Ruiz. And I think you know, everybody, including uh, Anthony, probably underestimated that, you know, that, that force that he brought to the ring. Um, so look, he's, he'll say that again. There's no pressure on him. Yeah, the pressure is on Anthony Joshua. It is, of course. If Andy Ruiz loses, people will say, well, look, you know, he, he had his night and <clears throat> Anthony Joshua had a bad night, whatever. So I don't think there is a, a great deal of pressure on Andy, uh, apart from the pressure he'll want to put on himself, which is the fact that you know, he is a world heavyweight champion. He has got huge money fights ahead of even this one. So he'll want to hang on to his titles. And probably, you know, there is some machismo, a lot of pride inside him that says, I don't want to be remembered as a 50 minutes of fame. You know, the Buster Douglas stories, the Hassim Rackmans, and Hassim's here this week, you know. And he, he you know, he got involved in that brawl in the studio with, with Lennox. And, uh, you know, he, he, he lost his, his heavyweight title in an immediate rematch. So you know, Andy will know that. And he'll, he'll want to do everything he can personally, I think, to avoid that happening. Um, but if you relax... If he relaxes and he fights happy and, you know, that's, uh, that's a hungry and a dangerous fighter again. So uh, he'll do everything he can to hold on to his belts, I have no doubt. And uh, I believe that will be working the body, getting inside and, and hoping to, to rough him up like he did last time. Um, the key is whether AJ can prevent that happening. Absolutely no secret that Joshua has made changes. Uh, firstly, in terms of his physical appearance, we know he's going to come in uh, lighter, he's looking trim. Bought an Angel Fernandez as well. How much of a factor do you think that will play in the uh, outcome of Saturday night? I think it's always good um, freshening things up. He's obviously decided to, to stay with Rob McCracken. He's believed in Rob McCracken from the word go through the amateurs, through the pros. That's a good decision. Um, he's brought, uh, you know, a new guy in who's obviously he's, he's fond of. Uh, he's seen him work. Um, Looking at him work with him, it's, it's obviously bringing some variation, some different combinations, some speed maybe. Um, and it's, it's all under, as I understand it, under the guise of Rob McCracken. So, um, so yeah, if it, if it makes him confident. I like the fact not only has he brought um, Angel in, but also he's brought in the sparring partners. Now, normally, I think with an AJ camp, it's, you, know, you bring them in and they do their best, then they leave. And, but this time, I think you know, these guys have stayed and they've come here. And I think it's a, it's a, it's a bit of a, a sort of band of boxing brothers. And I think that's an interesting one because normally he has you know, his friends and obviously the, the guys 
guys like Freddie and, and Andy and everybody that work around him, KD, but he's got a, a band of boxing guys, you know, top fighters. And that's what Vladimir had. That's what Lennox used to have around him in the Poconos. I think that's a really good sign. I think that he'll be talking boxing, he'll be thinking boxing. And I think that's what he's got to do. It's, it's, it's such an important fight that I think his focus uh, should be right there. And I think it's, uh, it's a good sign. Intriguing stuff. Away from the main event is a heavyweight rumble here in, in, in Saudi Arabia. Uh, Povetkin Hunter, brilliant fight. Yeah, really good fight. Really, really good uh, chief support. Really excited about that. Um, it's great, isn't it? Dillian on the card as well. Hergovic and uh, Eric Molina. It's it's fantastic. And Tom Little uh, too. Look, they're all getting involved. And uh, and why not? It's uh, it's great that there's a bit of a theme to the card. Um, looking forward to seeing Dillian back in action, obviously. But. Yeah, Povetkin and Hunter is uh, is fantastic. It's a uh, it's a great it's a great fight, isn't it? It's a good mesh of styles. It's a good mesh of of, of ages, of stages, of um, of all sorts. You know, Povetkin looked good last time out um, against Huey Fury, and, and and Michael Hunter's done really well, and uh, could be you know the sort of to know the surprise in the heavyweight division. Still, is he big enough to? to rumble with the big boys, well, look, you know, he's got a lot of ability and a lot of talent. I think this will tell us a lot more. Um, you know, I expect a really interesting fight, uh, one that I think Hunter can box and move and shine in, but Povetkin is a tough, tough, hard man, and, uh, you know, he'll uh, he'll look to be pinning him to corners. It's a it's a cat and mouse, isn't it? It's a fantastic sort of, uh, you know, duel before the main one. So, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a really good night on Saturday. Just for the UK fans watching on Sky Box Office, do you know roughly what time the ring walks will be here? So it'll be three hours uh, ahead, obviously, in the UK. Yeah, I think we're looking at the fight starting no later than midnight here, which is nine o'clock. So my guess is that it will be somewhere between sort of 8.30 and 9, 8.45. And it's a fantastic time. You know, if you're saying, you know, the fight starts at nine o'clock, it's, it's perfect because kids can stay up. It's a Saturday night. Everyone can get, get together. Uh, I know my kids will be staying up and watching it. You know, that's, and that's really good because normally it's 11. Uh, or, or around about then. So this is a good time for, uh, for UK fans. Um, it'll be late here, um, but uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, I think it's terrific. So round about, you know, I would, I would get, be getting involved from, well, I mean, you've got the United City derby, um, then you can, you can switch over and get, you know, maybe Dillian and then Pavek and Hunter and then this. It's a, it's a perfect night, isn't it? It's a great afternoon and a great evening. So, uh, so yeah, fantastic for football fans and boxing fans alike. It's a, it's a huge event Saturday here and uh, we want everybody to watch it because um, no one knows what's going to happen. Expecting it to be the biggest uh, event on Skybox ever, Adam? I don't know about ever, but we've had some huge nights already uh, involving Anthony Joshua, you know, with the likes of uh, Vladimir Klitschko, uh, Joseph Parker. We've had big, big nights, as you know, with Ricky Hatton, Floyd Mayweather, with Mayweather Pacquiao, with Mayweather McGregor and, and many others as well. But um, KSI Logan Paul was a, a great success in its own way as well. But I'm expecting, a, a, obviously, a lot of people to watch on, on Saturday night. I think it's the biggest rematch of the year. It's the biggest night of the year in terms of, of, of British boxing and, you know, many ways world heavyweight boxing too. But for, for Brits, it's a really important one. And I think, uh, you know, it's come at the right time. There's a, a, been a, a, a very powerful boxing schedule leading up to it. You know, we've seen the likes of, uh, of, of Josh Taylor do so well against Regis Progray. We've had Deontay Wilder setting the standard a, a couple of weeks ago. And even though he, he boxed poorly at times, he that knockout power and it looks like it will be Tyson Fury on February the 22nd. So uh, all eyes on what happens here. You know, AJ, uh, can he exact revenge? Will Andy Ruiz do, do it all over again? Um, you know, lightning striking twice and all that. It's a, it's a fascinating one. There's so much to talk about in the next few days. 
tactics are going to be crucial. Um, people, everyone I've spoken to is split about it. Um, they're, they're genuinely worried for Anthony that it could happen again. Uh, from a British perspective, uh, people I've spoken to in America are very confident Andy Ruiz is a better, a better fighter all round and, and will do it again. But we know that AJ's got the physical attributes, he's got a warrior's heart and he, he can't be as bad again after uh, the garden. So um, yeah, it's all, it's all there in the melting pot, isn't it, Umar? Absolutely. Well, Adam, I appreciate your time here in Saudi Arabia. I know you've been on your travels uh, in Vegas, uh, then uh, Abu Dhabi, and just come to Saudi Arabia now. So I appreciate it. Uh, and uh, I'm sure we'll catch up with you in the following days. Thank you very much. Thank you, Adam. Cheers. This is Coombe Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global, one of the most uh, scenic backdrops we've had in a while. I'm joined by Eddie Hearn. Could be Rome, could be the Venetian in Las Vegas, but we're here, we're ready to go. Five days to go before the big one. On the scale of one to 10, how much are you shitting yourself? 47. I've been for about two or three weeks. You know what it was? It's like, I just want him to win so much. But for him, I can't tell you how much he wants to win this fight and how hard he's worked to try and win this fight. So I don't feel any pressure of, listen, it'd be great for Matram to represent the World Heavyweight Champion again. But honestly, I just want him to win so badly because I know what it means to him as an individual. So that's really what, I'm nervous because I know the fight could be up and down, and, but I'm more nervous about the pressure that I know he's put on himself to win this fight and, and I just I really hope he does it. When you first announced or even toyed with the idea of this happening in Saudi Arabia, a lot of sceptical people, a lot of kind of people trying to pour negativity on it and saying, what what the fuck is this? But what's happened from then until now and we've seen kind of the the arena being built like stage by stage, is it's quite incredible what's kind of happened over the last few months. It's been probably the most amazing experience and journey of certainly anything I've been involved with in boxing so far because we took a punt and we believed in these people and we talked about the new stadium you know we talked about logistically how difficult it was and we had to take all that initial stick of like you say whether it's people criticizing the venue or criticizing the fact the stadium won't be ready or no one's gonna go to actually believing in yourself, believing in your decisions and having that vision to say, you know what, this is right, this is the time. And we did it, but that's what you have to do in life. You've got to back yourself. You've got to back yourself in your own decisions because if you listen to the negativity, they'll make you change your mind. And they're not qualified to give you advice on this situation. No one would know better. It doesn't matter if it's your business or my business. You will know best really what is right for you, what is right for Anthony Joshua, and what is right for this fight. And you have to go with it, take the pump, but at the same time, you need to be working with the right partners. And in Skills Challenge, and in Prince Khalid, and with the GSA, 
they have put the money where the mouth is, but more importantly, from a logistical point of view, from a stadium point of view, from an investment at grassroots level as well, there is a monumental buzz for this event, like nothing I've ever seen. You know, we've been lucky enough to do Wembley, 90,000, 80,000 at Millennium Stadium. We've done the O2, we've done Manchester, we've done Bramall Lane, we've done Old Trafford with Ben Eubank back in the day. You know, we've even done Hull, Kingston Rovers. We've done Rome, the Coliseum. You know, we're doing Barcelona in a couple of weeks. But this is something, this is a massive moment for boxing, for Anthony Joshua, for Matrim, for me personally. I really feel that with this event, we have started something huge and we've been the ones that have put our bollocks on the line and said, we're gonna do it and we've delivered. There's gonna be problems this week, logistical problems we've got to overcome together with Skills Challenge and, and with the GSA. We will do that as we've done it continuously in the build up to this fight. The biggest challenge, creating this amazing stadium which they've done. And now we're gonna enjoy the whole world watching one of the biggest heavyweight fights of all time. And I'll tell you what, let's see the big man do the business and become a two-time world heavyweight champion. Obviously, one of the reasons why this fight is over here is the financial aspects of it. How accurate are the 85 million and 13 million respective purses for Joshua and Ruiz in this? How, how accurate is that? Uh, I don't really want to talk too much about purses. No, look, things always get exaggerated in the papers. Obviously, you know, when you present opportunities to your fighter and the team, this is one of the most brutal sports that you could ever imagine. And financially, it's never the only factor, but it's a considerable factor when you're making a decision about a fight. It doesn't matter whether the fight's in Vegas or in London, the fighter wants to know how much money's on the table. So obviously, when there's more money on the table, or significantly more money on the table than there might be for Cardiff or somewhere else, it's gonna alter your decision or make you think about your decision. Our deal was done, our decision was made for Cardiff. That's where we were going. And I got the phone call from the Prince and I was almost rude to him. And we, I was laughing about it with him earlier. And he said, oh, you are, you are arrogant. I said, no, because I've talked- The Prince called you arrogant? Yeah. What? Oh, you, no, you. No, no, but he just said like, you know, you're almost like, I'm trying to deliver this fight for you, give you all this money. You don't even seem like you really want it because we've had those conversations before with other countries. We've been down the contractual route. We've got to the escrow stage. And I just said to him, like, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but we're going to Cardiff, let's talk later. No, 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 we're ready to go on this fight. You know, it's a bit like going into a car dealership when you like this car, but take it or leave it, you always end up getting a better deal. But you know when you see that car on the, on the forefront and you go, forecourt even, and you go, that's the one I want. I want that car, I've already made the decision. And you go in there, it's almost like the guy I know. So in this situation, I'm saying to him, look, leave it. No, 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 we're ready. No, 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 we're going to Cardiff. No, but we're ready with a contract. It all happened with three or four days. They've delivered on everything they said they would do and more. And they are so excited. I can't tell you how excited this country is, this region is for this fight. Coming through the airport today, stopped in uh, Abu Dhabi first, landed, landed in um, Saudi. Everybody coming up to me talking about the fight. This is refreshing, this is groundbreaking, this is exciting, this is a major moment for the sport. Can you like tilt that way a bit? That's, that's good, that's good. Um, can you talk to me about the implications of if whoever wins, what commitments kind of are there Mandatory after this fight? 
No, in terms of, have you got an option on no, anything? No, no, this is everything up in the air, mate. Belts up in the air, go and do your thing, good luck to you. And moving forward, there's an IBF mandatory of Pulev, there's a WBO mandatory of Usyk, there's the Wilder fight, but right now, Saturday night. That's all that matters. Like I said, the belts go up in the air and they fight for the belts. They fight for the unified World Heavyweight Championship. Let's just kind of talk about back home, obviously. This will be a start time in the UK of 8.45pm. Ring walking at 8.45. First bell will be at 9pm, which is absolutely perfect time, really. Um, we've managed to get it 12pm here, start time. And also, um, coming off the back of Manchester United against Manchester City on Sky, which will finish at 7.15, which will give you a chance to see some undercard action and then go into the big one. This is going to do monumental bites. Um, how will the rest of the card work and what will be on Facebook Live, etc., etc.? So the Facebook Live fight will be Majidov against Tom Little. Then you'll go into the broadcast. The first fight will be Hergovic against Molina. Then we will go with Dillian White against Marius Wack. Then we will go with Alexander Povetkin uh, against Michael Hunter. And then we will go with Anthony Joshua against Andy Ruiz. This is a heavyweight showdown in the desert. It's a Royal Rumble. Who was that? I want to say Don King. If it is, answer it. FaceTime. Is it FaceTime? No. Yeah. He represents Molina. Is he coming? I, I don't know. He's probably phoning to try and get a few, a few extra grand out of me for the fight now that he's signed the contract. Dylan White's fight was obviously added last week quite late. Uh, Marius Wack is the opponent. Who else was in the running uh, alongside Marius Wack? Not many. Not many. Joey Dueco. Um, oh, I forgot his name. Yeah, the couple. But Wack, Wack, was, Wack was actually ready to fight in Monaco. And we selected him for this fight. Ed, how do you feel about Dylan White actually on the card fighting now with a lot of stuff still kind of hanging over him? Is that fair to say? Yeah, I mean, I think really it's a case of he's clear to fight. He's not suspended. He's got to resume his career. So it's frustrating that I can't stand here with a statement from UCAD. But what I can tell you is, is that he's been through that process. He's been cleared to fight. He's not banned. He's not suspended. You have to let him get on with his career. So, you know, he last boxed in July. He's ready to go. He's been training hard. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him back in the ring. Perfect platform for him. Are you still kind of same situation as before? You can't really talk about what's going on honest, regarding I'm not, that? I'm not involved in this process now. When it was evolved around our event and his suspension and if he would be suspended for this fight, which he wasn't, and he was cleared to fight for our July 20th fight, since then he's been dealing with the situation for his lawyers. I keep saying to him, where are we up to? And he's saying it's in the hands of UCAD. And that's frustrating. You know, you've just seen an instance with um, uh, the guy who boxed Josh Taylor a year ago, who, Martin. Martin, who tested positive, and a year on, he's now received a ban. I don't know why it takes him so long to deal with this stuff. Are you saying that's a possibility with Dylan? No, I'm saying all we want is we want, you know, the public will want to know about why he was cleared, you know, and more details about what happened. But when it's a confidential case and you're being told you can't discuss this because it will jeopardise your position, he can't say anything. You think Dillian White don't want to have a full-blown conversation with you about what happened, but he, he's not allowed to. And that's frustrating. And it's particularly frustrating because you're having to take 
not just my word, but the British Boxing Board of Control. Like, I've, I've seen all kinds of stuff. Oh, Dillian White's banned. He's not banned. Why do you think he's fighting out here? Oh, well, the British Boxing Board of Control, it's outside of British Boxing. No, it's not. They have to clear him to box. He's not banned. He's ready to fight. He has to resume his career. So, but we would rather a statement from UKED to give everybody clarity. How can you sum up the situation regarding his mandatory position to the winner of Wilder Fury and when that will take well, that, place? I know it's been spoken yeah, about, but how can you summarise that? something we've got to deal with. I don't see how, in my opinion, how the WBC can make a ruling on Dillian White's situation without effectively that governing body making their own ruling in, in UKED. You know, the WBC acknowledged VADA. He was under full VADA testing for that fight and completely passed all tests. But you can't, in my opinion, suspend a fighter when the governing body has cleared that fighter to box and has not suspended him themselves. So we'll be revisiting that after the WAC fight. And look, you know, you've also got the franchise situation to deal with as well. That's another story. That's another interview. But right now, I just want to see him back in the ring. Hopefully, let everybody know what they need to know very soon. And he can resume and hopefully get a shot at the World Heavyweight title. Because I'm assuming while he's here in Saudi, so much media that people will be asking him yeah, questions. You should. Like, yeah. I'm not saying don't ask Dillian White. That's up to him. He's got to deal with this situation. And he will deal with it. And that's what he's doing. But, you know, he's, he's been training hard. He last boxed uh, nearly six months ago. He's got to fight. And he's fighting on Saturday. Can we spare a thought for Tom Little, who got stranded yesterday in Istanbul? Did you know that? No. Tom yeah. Little in Istanbul. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said to me, what have you done putting Tom Little on the Saudi card? Like, he's just going to cause mayhem. Where is he right now? Is he still in Istanbul? I don't know. Does anyone know where Tom Little is? He's on his way here, but he, he had to stay in Istanbul last night, I think. Really? Oh, well, it's a nice place, I suppose. <laughs> um, rest of the car, obviously, Povetkin, Hunter, yeah, um, yeah Melina Hergovic. Yep. It's a heavyweight, whatever. And I'd love yeah. to say that it was completely the plan from the get-go to put on this massive heavyweight card. It wasn't. But obviously, with Quig Carroll falling off the card, we put Dillian White against Wack, and it ends up being a heavyweight banger. Absolutely. Um, we saw some odds the other day uh, for KSI's next opponent. Did you ever look at that? Yeah, what were you, 12 to 1? I can confirm that KSI will not be fighting Coogan Cassius. I've told people, especially back home Is in like, they've, been they've been backing you. 12 to 1, I've told people to lump some money on. Did you look at that list and think the only real realistic one is, is the Logan Paul rematch? No, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know, is KSI thinking about fighting again? I think right now he's thinking, I won the, I run the rematch. You know, I've got a little cheeky uh, number one single with uh, Rick Ross. Life is good. Do I really want to go back into camp? But, you know, boxing's like a drug. doesn't matter if you're a boxer, if you're a promoter, if you're a reporter. You love this sport and you can't stay away. So don't rule out number three for, for uh, KSI. I'm not sure whether it'll be the Logan Paul trilogy, though. I think it would be another fight. You still haven't announced your Miami card at the back end of January. Yeah. Is that confirmed now? Yeah. Um, we're finalising one last fight. We will announce that fight this week and possibly as well our February card as well. February, what, are the O2? No, in America. Okay. Um, what's happening with Chisora and Usyk? Uh, I had a meeting with... Uh, U6 team in Monaco. They're very interested in a fight with Chisora. I've had talks with David Hay and Derek Chisora who are very interested in a fight. February the 8th is a potential date, but hopefully this week, I believe they will both be here this week. Well, I know Usyk's coming and I believe Chisora's coming as well. So they'll both be here. So it's a little opportunity for you to do a little bit of shit stirring like you always do and 
you know, get them together. Cheers, mate. I quite like that. Um, you originally wanted to put on a heavyweight night at the O2 in February, but has the way this card has panned out not happening, now? I only said that just because I was bored. So, um, yeah, I ended up doing it out here instead. Let me ask your opinion. Did you watch uh, Casemiro and Tete? Were you oh, surprised? I saw, the, I saw the highlights, yeah. Uh, was I surprised? I don't know with Tete. You don't know if he's overrated or he's getting a bit old. Or But Casemiro's a handful. He can punch. I'm really pleased for Sean Gibbons. You know, he's, he's sort of backed Casemiro for a long time. Remember when Casemiro beat Charlie Edwards for the world title at the O2? Clearly punched very hard. Um, bit of a mare losing, you know, in a mandatory fight in Leicester. Um, but it's boxing, isn't it? Have you spoken to Amir Khan? He put something on his Instagram the other day suggesting that he could be fighting in Abu Dhabi. What, yeah, what's no, going on? I'm due a meeting, but I think he's coming this week. So perhaps sit down and, and see what he's up to. But, I mean, I've never asked you this before, but is there any chance of this Kelbrook <laughs> fight happening? This, this uh, whatever? We'll see, we'll see. Why have you been going on that? What? I don't know, because I'm bored of talking about it. I don't want to keep talking about it and then the fight becomes less relevant. So maybe one day we'll just come out of an announcement. Bang. Or maybe we just won't. Hey, can you just clear up something regarding Shaq and Pitters yes. and Craig Richards? Because yeah. we interviewed them both and they kind of come up with their versions of well, what's happened. update to that story. Sure. The update to the story is, is that I wanted to do that fight for December the 19th at York Hall. Okay? Uh, I, I agreed to terms with Shaq and Pitters. I couldn't agree terms with Craig Richards. So he went to Purse bid. I didn't bid for it. Uh, it didn't get resolved at Purse bid. It got put out to Purse bid again. Last week, oh, sorry, at the weekend, I found out that Fabio Wardley is injured and he's out of the fight on February the 19th. So I phoned Craig Richards and I said, that fight's on. Do you want it or not? And he said, yes stick me in December 19th. I thought, what a touch. I phoned up John Pegg and said, tell Shaq and Peters the fight's on December 19th. And he came back and said, he's not ready. It's a kick in the nuts. So you're replacing that fight? Or? Yeah, of course. I think Craig Richards will be, I, I think Craig Richards, I'd like to see him fight for the British title. Let Peters fight him after if he's not ready. Okay. Um, I think you're going to be summoned soon. Yes. Uh, I know. So, but we are going to use you like the little whore that you are, Edward. You. you can do that all week. That's all you ever do. I'm here for your entertainment to create silly memes and to talk rubbish and to fill your entire YouTube channel all week. Thank you. I did forget something, but it's, it's gone. But I can ask you tomorrow. Have you got anything else you'd like to add before we go, Edward? As I said uh, to Andrew McClark, in Monaco, get behind your boy, AJ. He's put everything into this fight. This is a major moment for his career, for British boxing. Get behind him. Are we, we're not expected to see uh, Wilder or Fury out here, are we? Who knows? Who knows? I think Mike Tyson's coming. Yeah, Usyk's coming. Canelo's coming. Pacquiao's coming. Coogan Cassius is coming. 12 to 1 Coogan Cassius. That's big news. Yeah. But I've got to go. Some serious media over there. It is special. Absolute dynamite. Oh.